Hello and welcome to the Brutal Iron Gym Podcast, where our goal is to cut through the BS and deliver the brutal truth about topics related to health and happiness. Today's podcast number 1,888. It's a lot of eights. <laughs> the topic is nutrition and the title is, What Should a Bodybuilding Diet Look Like? I did a 15-minute consultation with someone recently, and that was super fun, loved it, and they brought up a great question, which you can kind of tell what the question is by the title of today's podcast, (laughs) so I thought it would be fun to share what we talked about. So, they are a personal trainer, they have competed once before, they want to compete again, and they want to like, you know, blow their old self out of the water, they want to make a huge change and they eventually want this to be their career, like what they do. So be a personal trainer and eventually get a pro card. Now they're looking for a natural pro card. So we talked about what a diet would look like for that goal. Let's say you don't want to step on stage, but you want to maximize leanness and muscle mass. This would be the same way that you would want to eat. So this works for people whether they want to step on stage or not, but you want to be lean, mean, and show some muscle. Uh, In our conversation, he said the following. I want to be a bodybuilder, but I don't like chicken and rice. I don't like the texture of chicken, but I will eat other meats such as beef and fish. And I don't like rice. I feel that I get bloated and that I don't get a lot of energy from rice. But I will eat other carbs like potatoes, which are my favorite, and I feel do provide me with the energy that I would expect. My coach told me that chicken and rice is what every bodybuilder eats. And if I wanted to be a bodybuilder, I'd have to learn to tolerate those foods. I consider myself mentally tough and I will tolerate foods as needed during prep times, but I really don't want to have to eat foods I don't like in the off season as it leads to me under eating and under growing. My coach seems to think that the diet he has me following is the only way, but I've heard you mention in past podcasts that you have clients eat a variety of foods and still compete and even win pro cards. Could you help me with putting together a bodybuilding diet? specifically one for the off-season since I could tolerate the chicken and rice during a 12-16 to week prep if needed. My main concern is the off-season to ensure I can eat enough to maximize my growth. Okay, so we talked a lot uh, through this. We ended up going over the 15 minutes because it was a lot to unpack, but you definitely do not have to eat foods you don't enjoy in order to make progress. You might have to eat amounts that you don't enjoy. (laughs) Maybe you want to eat as much as you want, uh, but you find out you have to be a little more controlled than that. Uh, But for example, eating chicken and rice, you do not need to eat chicken and rice in order to be lean. Anyone that would tell you that, they're very limited in their knowledge. Uh, There's there's tons and tons and tons of evidence and proof where even if you do a day in the life videos on YouTube and you can see like what pros eat in a day, like what I eat in a day, uh, videos, there's a wide variety of foods, wide, wide variety of foods beyond just chicken and rice and broccoli, which is the common things that you hear people eat in bodybuilding. So it's, it's been shown in research. It's been shown in application. If you look at, if you look at the last, like say the last Olympia, so 2023 Olympia, find all the YouTube videos you can find about what any competitor ate in a day. And if you find 10 videos, you're going to find 10 different ways that people ate. (laughs) If you find 20 videos, you're going to find 20 different ways that people ate. Now, what I want to share in today's podcast is the underlying structure that would be true of all of those diets. 
But what you'll find in seeing the videos is that the foods they select can be different to meet this underlying structure. What do we look at when we consider a diet to maximize leanness and muscle tissue? Calorie consistency, protein consistency and digestion rate, and then macronutrient overall digestion rate, which would be carbs and fats. So we want to have consistent calorie intake, make sure we're eating in the off-season enough to grow but not to build excessive body fat, during contest prep enough to sustain muscle tissue, sustain workout energy, but lose body fat. So calorie amount and consistency is a must. And then protein, you want to make sure you're eating enough protein, but then also matching the digestion rate of the protein to the time of the day that you're consuming it. And I'll come back to that in a second. And then you want to match the rest of what you're eating, which will be carbs and fats and anything else. You want to match the digestion rate to the time that you're eating. So if we look at calorie consistency, not only is it hitting a certain calorie range every day, let's say 3,000 to 3,200 calories every day, but also how do you do that balancing hunger? I have clients that struggle to eat enough as much as I have clients that struggle to not overeat. So we play a lot with nutrient density. How many calories is in the like a volume amount of food? A real quick and easy example is if I take a head of lettuce and eat all of that, who knows what that's going to be, like 30 calories. But if I get the same size of a head of lettuce, but it's a ball of pizza, it's going to be a lot more than 30 calories. <laughs> So there are certain foods for a given amount of food, you know, say 100 grams, 150 grams, 200 grams, whatever you weigh it out. Um, Given the same volume of amount, certain foods will have more, certain foods will have less calories given that same volume. That changes the nutrient density. So if someone struggles to maintain a lower calorie intake and they always won't feel like they're going to overeat, then we would pick less nutriently dense foods, make that sure that they have to eat a higher volume of total food in order to hit their calories. They're going to feel like they're eating more food overall, even though the calories are controlled. Like uh, the opposite to that was if somebody struggles to eat, we want to pick very nutriently dense foods so that way they can hit the calorie amount they need, but without having to eat a large volume of food. So there's a lot of kind of personalization to allowing someone to be consistent with calories. Not only is it picking the right calories, but how can we be consistent in doing that? So that's what we look for, is nutrient-dense foods that match our hunger needs. If I, if I struggle with wanting to eat more and more, I eat net, less nutrient-dense foods. If I struggle with eating enough, I eat more nutrient-dense foods. And that allows me to be consistent with my calories. The next thing we look at is protein. We want the right amount, and we want the right digestion rate. So at the beginning of the day, it would probably be better for me to pick a a fast-digesting protein source to get protein into the bloodstream. Uh, Maybe intra-workout or post-workout. Again, I might want a really fast-digesting protein source to get protein released into the system quickly. Maybe... Before bed, I would want to do the complete opposite. I'd want very slow digesting protein. So it releases slowly throughout the night to help sustain more protein uh, 
what would it be? I'm trying to blank it on the word. Um, the purposes and benefits of protein. So what protein does. <laughs> so if it builds muscle, it helps repair uh, connective tissues. It does a lot of things. So all of those components of what protein does, we want it to be slowly able to do that all night. If I eat a very fast digesting protein right before I go to bed, my body breaks it down, sends it into bloodstream, and then it's left with nothing for a very long time. So I might want fast proteins intra-workout and post-workout, but I want very slow proteins before bed. And then during the day, I might want middle type of digestion rate of proteins, depending on my activity level and, and when I work out during the day. So different digestion rates of different proteins correlate to different protein sources. Like a white fish or an egg, egg whites, they're very fast digesting proteins, whereas beef can be, depending on the fat content, it could be slow or it can be relatively fast, like kind of a medium speed, but you would play with the fat content of the beef in order to get um, what digestion rate you want. So you don't have to have chicken because at certain times chicken actually wouldn't be optimal. I wouldn't want to be eating a chicken breast in the middle of my workout. <laughs> I wouldn't want plain chicken breast with low fat content in the total meal right before I go to bed. That's not going to be enough protein. The digestion is going to be too fast. So I would want more fatty uh, source of protein or add fats to the chicken uh, before I would go to bed. So even a diet of chicken rice isn't even best. It's actually variable protein sources that would allow you to hit the right protein digestion rates. Then when we talk about carbs and fats, they come into play as well with digestion rates. When do I need the energy? If I need energy right now, I want to eat fast digesting carbs. If I don't really need a ton of energy now, but I want enough energy to last for five to six hours, then I might want to lean more into really slow digesting carbs or even lean into some fats in that meal. So you'd think, okay, when do I want the energy to release? And then also what volume of food is best? If I don't want to have to eat a large portion of food, I'd eat nutriently dense foods. And if I have a five hour, six hour gap, I want to eat foods that maybe have a higher fat content. Whereas if I don't want to eat a lot of food and I want to work out in 30 minutes, I might want to go with just straight liquids because then it's not a large volume in my stomach and it digests very quickly. So a bodybuilding diet, it doesn't look specifically like anything, which is why if you go to those YouTube videos, you would see people eating a variety of foods. Because really what you're looking for is calorie consistency, protein consistency and digestion rate and carb and fat matching the digestion rate at the time of the meal. Do you want it to digest quickly? Do you want it to digest mediumly? Do you want it to digest in a longer period of time? So there isn't a one size fits all style of diet. So when this client, they're, they're now my client, but their previous coach, when they were saying, you know, hey, this is how bodybuilders eat, you got to eat like this, that's kind of a weird statement because bodybuilders don't all eat the same. <laughs> so to say you have to eat like a bodybuilder would actually be countering the point of the trainer, his previous coach, uh, in the sense that all, like a lot of bodybuilders eat in very different ways. There are bodybuilders that do intermittent fasting. There are bodybuilders that are vegans or vegetarians. So it's ridiculous to have said that statement is this is how bodybuilders eat, as in there's only one way that bodybuilders eat. That is absolutely not true.
So I wanted to share that in today's podcast, get some uh, juices flowing for ideas, and also just let you know it's okay to eat foods that you like as long as they match the calorie need, protein need, and the digestion rate at the time of the meal. Awesome. Okay, well, if you have an issue like this or any kind of questions you want, I am offering the free 15-minute consultation. You can sign up via email, brutalironjim at gmail.com, or our website, www.brutalirongym.com. Go to the one-on-one services page, and there's a link there. You can sign up for a free 15-minute consultation. I appreciate everybody who reaches out. It's super fun to hear from everyone, so thank you very much. Okay, I thought that was fun. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Let me know if you did. If you like other podcasts like this, just shoot me an email, brutalironjim at gmail.com. Tell me what kind of podcasts you like, and I'll make sure I uh, do those more often. Cool. If you like the podcast, please share the podcast. If you like the podcast, please consider donating to support the podcast, which you can do on our website. Also, if you like the information we share in the podcast, you can find more from us on our social media channels. You can find us and follow us on Instagram and YouTube under the name Brutal Iron Jim. As always, I hope this was helpful, and thank you for listening. <laughs>